Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening! Hallelujah. Um, good morning, church. Well, I don't know how I feel this morning because um, I wasn't thinking this would happen anytime soon. And I want to take this time to appreciate you, Daddy. I want to knew for the very first time to get this blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mommy. Okay, so um, if you listen to my profile, I'm not a pastor, so you don't have to judge me. Um, I'm a wellness expert. If it has to do with health and lifestyle, then I'll beat the marks, okay? But this morning, I'm going to be discussing something very unique. But if you don't mind, I would like us to stand and do the reading of the word. Um, we're going to do Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Okay? Psalm, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. And um, when I was preparing for this message, I, I thought I was going to talk about the blessed man. But it came from a different angle. And um, let's just read what it says. It said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful. Now, this morning, um, I want us to pay attention to two things. Number one is to find out if you're really blessed, and secondly, to find out if you've been blessed. These are two things I want us to pay attention to. And today, God is asking me to remind us of what it means to be blessed. Because most times, we measure blessing outside of God's will. And this is God's will. Somebody say hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. And as we prepare to teach the word that you've laid in my heart and in my spirit, let it bring forth in our lives and cause us to come into your divine alignment for us. We thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. We are ever mindful of your mercy. We're standing in it, we're breathing it, we're walking in it. Without your mercy, without your grace, we would have nothing at all to say. Nowhere to go and nowhere to run. Thank you for another Father's Day. You've kept us. Now bless us as we study your word this morning in Jesus' name. Please be seated in heavenly places. Okay, so, um, well, this actually feels like a very different Father's Day for me because... Um, I never believed that it is possible to write your goals and it comes to pass. When I was 21, I could remember very well, 2001, yeah. But my father said, so 2021, sorry. Am I correct? I don't even know my age anymore. Forgive me. I didn't do math in school. So I remember my father said something. Um, I had a very bad experience with him and he said, if you don't rub with a gun, you won't feed. Those were his words. He said, until you use a gun to rob, you won't feed. And um, I felt so bad. I had only one sibling, and um, our age difference was massive. And he's 45, by the way. We don't have any relationship. He's very far from me. So, and when I spoke to my mother and they said, this will not happen. Because of one mistake, he wrote me off. And... Um, while he made that statement, I, I said something to myself. That's a popular Igbo song my mom will always sing for me. It says, Ihem Gabo de Naka Chineke. If you understand what I mean. That's if what I would be is in the hands of God. And my mom made a statement. She said, God said that he made man in his own image. And he said, this is good. 
And if God said you are good, you're good. Go and fix it. So when he made that statement, I, I had to go back and I said, I'm going to write my goals and I'll tick them off at the right time. And to the glory of God, I have done everything I've written down there. So what am I trying to say? The best person to teach you how to feel blessed is someone who knows what it feels to be blessed. So this morning, before we go into the message, I want us to take a look at what it really means to be a man and a male. You know, these two words are actually confusing. Because right now, they're going to fill a form. They will ask you male, female, binary, you know, or non-mentioned. You have to choose what you want. As a lady, if you want, us, you want to join us as a man, we welcome you. Go and do the surgery that you join us to be a male child. But being a male child and being a man are two different things. So you need to be able to differentiate what it means to be a male child and what it means to be a man. By default, once they give birth to you, doctor checks your genitals and confirms he's male. That confirms your gender. But for you to be a man, it takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of development. It takes learning. It takes everything to be a man. You have to be trained. Someone has to be responsible for you. Like the drama we saw this morning, the father was not there to train the son. And now the son was also making excuses that he's busy. Did you see that? And that is why in this dispensation, it is more difficult to be a man than ever in the world. Because we have a lot of influence trying to drag us back to who we should become. So this morning, I want us to see it as a call to action for us to understand that being a man requires a lot of things and we have to make it happen. Funny enough, there are 50-year-old men who are not men already. Are you aware of that? There are 50-year-olds who are not responsible. They are not able to do what is right. When I was going to marry my wife, I told her something. I said, I'm going to have a son, and I have just three responsibilities. And even if I die before he grows, remind him what I said. I want to teach my son what my father didn't do right, teach him what I should have done better, and then teach him how to be a better man. These three words were said to me by my mentor when I was going to go back to the university. He said, pay attention to these three things. Don't fail to be a good man. So this morning, I want us to do this as a call to action to every man here in this service. Don't just say you're blessed. Understand what it means to be blessed. Okay? So, um, like I said, that is even why, for you to also know if you're blessed, you need to pay attention to the things you're doing. In the Bible, the main plan for a man is to provide than to protect. That's the core responsibilities of a man. So I'm going somewhere. Please follow me. Okay? To provide and to protect. And that is why we have women who are taking up the responsibilities. I've gone online this morning. I've seen all kinds of father messages. I've seen a lady call herself a man because her husband is not responsible. Women will not let us enjoy this day. We are dragging the day. It's unfair. It's unfair. You guys have had like 400 mothers mothering day for the year. Just leave this one for us. I've seen so many things. Happy Father's Day to me. Aniola, I'll be waiting. Uh, single mom of three. Are you proud of it? Can't you just allow us? Leave this day. Leave your features and what you've done right. We'll celebrate you later. But because the man has failed in our responsibility to provide, women wear that shoe, and I won't blame them when they call themselves men. But this morning, let us even understand what it means to be blessed. 
Okay? Hallelujah. So in the Hebrew word, blessing means, comes from the word esha, which originates from the word asha, meaning to be straight or to be right. And is translated as blessed in this context. This translation converts the contentment and happiness. The phrase blessed is the man refers to the happiness and contentment experienced by an individual who is right or straight. And then when I was studying this Bible, God took me to Matthew 6, where Jesus said a prayer. He said, give us this day our daily bread. How many of us praise that prayer sincerely? Just give me today, live tomorrow. How many of us praise that prayer? Like you wake up and you say, Jesus, live next year. Give me now. How many of us praise that prayer sincerely? You know, he said, it is the contentment that makes it easier for us to love God and also measure what we have. Okay, so blessing means supremely happy or fulfilled. Now let's look at some people who are sincerely blessed. In the Bible, the angel appeared to Mary and he said, blessed are you amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. If God said you're blessed, what comes to your mind? It means life is easy. But did Mary ever imagine that being blessed means I will ride on a donkey to look for a place to give birth to the Messiah? Can you imagine as a pregnant woman? And your husband, who is helping you carry the Savior, is looking for a place to birth Jesus. I mean, I'm supposed to carry the Savior, by the way. That means when I get to the hospital, they will say, come, we have two rooms for you. Yourself sleep here. Maybe come this way. Do you want, what do you want? Hot water tea? Do you want the doctor to, you want four doctors or five? But it was difficult to find a place to birth the Messiah, despite being blessed. Who wants that kind of blessing in the house? I mean, Mary was called blessed. Again, another person was Job. Job was a blessed man. And devil said, I want to try this one. Even the God that blessed you said, go, go and try. And the man that was called blessed faced a difficult time just because he was blessed. Don't bless me that way if I'm human. Allow me. I do what I can. I live the way I can. And I'm comfortable. But imagine what it feels like to be blessed and life throws some sheds on you. That won't be funny, by the way. And that one is Abraham, like we heard. God said, look at the stars. If I am Abraham and God said, look at the stars, I'm going to buy a lot of land to build for the children because he has said there are plenty. I need to leave Lagos. I shouldn't be living here because from God's promise, I should move to outside Moway, go far, buy a lot of land, get into real estate, build houses for them. Is that not so? But it took him a long time to have Isaac. And the same God said, give me Isaac. I will quarrel with God. <laughs> I'm being human. But we don't see all these things when God said he has blessed us. Again, it's Elizabeth. In fact, Elizabeth was going to convince the angel that I can't give birth now. Angel said, shut up. Until you give birth, don't tell me anything else. Because there is power in spoken words. God said that the word was here before the creation of the world. That is why the angel said, you don't have to talk anymore because you will convince me and I'll be convinced and you won't have this child. So to avoid doubting the blessing, please shut up until you're done with this. You don't get that. 
It means that the suffering is part of the blessing. You don't understand. It means that it is in the process of the suffering that you get the blessing. Let's not go to Joseph. Let's not go. Name them. In fact, there is nowhere in the Bible that a rich man was called blessed. So it's not about wealth. You don't know that. You don't know that. It's not about wealth. It's about understanding what God has called you to do. Bible said in Revelation, if you don't know your work as a Christian, it says that the kingdom of this world shall become the kingdom of our God and his righteousness. That is all we have to do here and then we leave. And it is in that assignment that we are blessed. Please leave the Bible on the screen, the passage, please. So having said that, and again, according to Charles Spurgeon, he said, true blessedness does not depend on worldly factors, such as being a king or a scholar. So you could be the president and you're not blessed. Example is Saul. Or rich, or being a scholar, you have your PhD and you're not blessed. It's not about you. It's about who God has selected. It's about the principles. It is attained by any individual, regardless of your social status. Imagine that the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man was wealthy, but Lazarus was blessed. Who could imagine that? Who would imagine that? That he had to beg the poor man to give me water. Water. Follow me, please. So even those who are poor, forgotten, or obscure can achieve this blessedness, just as much as those who are well-known and celebrated in history. So... A very good example of being blessed is David. David. You know, David was somebody you wouldn't want to do anything with. In fact, when the king, when the prophet came to select the king, he was nowhere to be found. David was an errand boy. He was someone you would never imagine would amount to anything. Why am I saying this this morning? My call this morning is for men to identify what we've been called to do. Take responsibility. It is not enough to say that I'm a man. It's enough to take responsibility and do the right things, okay? So, please, I'm not a preacher. Don't judge me. Okay, so um, David went through a lot of metamorphosis from being a simple shepherd boy and then all the rest and then. So, David wrote the Psalms and he emphasized on blessing so many times because he's the right guy to teach us about blessing. Went through a whole lot, and then he was blessed. So no one can teach you how to be blessed apart from someone who has gone from rags to riches. I'll say it again. Dan Godet cannot teach me how to be blessed. There are no standard. We cannot relate. He has not trekked on barefoot to school. In fact, if you know the Southeast, I grew up in the worst part of the Southeast called Abba. And inside Abba, there's a place inside Abba you don't want to go to. It's called Ohanku. I grew up there. I mean, where cultism is a norm, you have to join for sanity. You know what I mean? By option, you shouldn't join so you can have sanity, but here you have to join for sanity. In fact, I have scheduled to join a cult one time. I have given money, they bought everything. So did I was supposed to go, God bless the women in our lives. Believe me, you don't know what it means to have a mother. My mom felt it, she called and said, come, you're not going out today. And they were calling me, and they were outside my house waiting. I didn't get to go for that stuff. And the next morning I heard that you have price and you will buy. You cannot say you're coming. 
I said, not, to not even come became a crime. You don't understand. To not even show up for the initiation became a crime. And I was being bullied every day. I can't go and watch football that time. Because at the football pitch, when we come to watch match, you have to belong to either a year or this one. And you have to choose where you belong. And it was that difficult for me to make that decision. So if you have someone who have really made wealth, they are the best person to teach you how to progress. So now I'm going to tell my definition of blessing. This is where the message is. If you ask me to define blessing this morning, I would define blessed as possessing an innate ability to succeed over adversity. An innate ability to succeed over adversity. You can be wealthy and not be blessed. Innate has to do with the supernatural. It has to be a God factor in your success for it to be a blessing. You can't keep a record of blessing without having the God factor in it. Okay? For some, this resilience compared to that of a cat, it has nine lives and never dies. Think about it. Some of us have been through a lot in life and then you're back here again. Some persons have said you're going to die in two years. They've seen you, they've said, this guy will not make it. But they will bet on your life and said, you won't make it. And they've written you off. It is at that point where men say it is over and God steps in. That God factor is where the blessing is measured. Because most rich men don't appreciate the presence of God. Most times they don't show up. I'm saying from experience, at a point I gave up in church. I've been in Lagos for five years. And for four years I didn't go to church. I had issues because I felt I am now comfortable. I felt I knew a lot. That's why I'm very grateful to pastor for not giving up on me. You don't understand. I have been to, I can't even settle anywhere. It's difficult because you think you are comfortable to, and I didn't even have a car, and I felt I was comfortable. But it is the innate ability, the God factor that helps you, that propels you to succeed is what makes you blessed. Okay? So um, I'm trying to rush because of time. So for example, I'm going to show you a very example in the Bible where Jesus caused the fig tree. You know, so to be blessed is like an end to something. The same way someone said, I've cursed you, you won't make it in life, is an end to your blessing. The person is trying to say, okay, at this point, your life will change this trajectory. You're now going this way instead of this way. So when that word comes, it's an end to a word that they've said. The same way comes a blessing. When God said, I have blessed you, it means it's an end to a misery. But when he says he has blessed you, it doesn't happen immediately, there's a process. Think about the fig tree. Jesus was walking with his disciples and he said, I curse you, why didn't you produce today? And he didn't die that day, true or false? It was after they walked past and they came and said, ah, master, that thing you said two weeks ago, the tree has died though. It had to take a process. The process means heaven stops supplying the tree what it needs to survive. The forces that were connecting the tree to success withdrew from it. And that was when the tree died. So if you are going to succeed in life, it does not happen in me. There's a process. And that process is in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. He says that he that does what? That does what? That dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But let's continue. 
Okay, so um, sorry, I'm trying to get where I stopped. I said, I'm not a pastor, so don't judge me. Okay, so in this sense, being blessed is not always tangible or measurable. Sometimes people came, for example, amazing. So David is blessed and he had some javelins thrown at him and then he didn't die. He went through all those process and life favored him. So blessed and true worship comes from people who are blessed. If you've been through a lot and God blesses you, you appreciate it. Yes, I don't mean all of that, but it is that faster you overcome that brings you to the awareness that you are blessed. Now, let me give you an example. As a parent, sometimes your children are not blessable. True or false? They do things that you will swear, I'm not your father. I can't behave like this. There are things they do and you imagine that this one is not of me. Let us sit down with the mom and say, let's discuss. Where did he come from? Let's know how to deal with this solution. So that is how most times we behave and God feels like, God will not forgive me. But it's not about you, it's about what he has said. So let's look at these two principles and then we'll make it out of it. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners. So let's find out those principles that God has said. So I want us to just pay attention. So the first one says that he, the first condition here says, he does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That's the very first condition. So for you to be blessed, find out those ungodly things that you are doing that is denying you your blessing. Find out. And then there are two channels that will receive counsel. Are you aware of that? That there are two channels. One is your ear and one is your mouth. These are two channels. As a salesperson, if I say, look at me, I am trying to capture your eyes, your mouth, and your ear. If I say, look at me, I'm trying to capture your attention, true or false. And when I capture your attention, whatever I teach you is what you learn. These are channels that the world has built to destroy you. That is why I am careful with the internet. It is very difficult to raise a boy child and a man child this period because the world is against us. You don't know that. We are losing real men who should take responsibility. The internet tells you what to do before it is a sin for a man to wear her tie. But right now, we are following Bob Risky because he has money. I see Christians going for giveaway in Bobisky's page. What are you doing there? We read contents that affect your mind and that affect the way you see God. You measure God with the way the world is measuring their success. And that is wrong. You won't feel blessed. You won't be blessed. You won't. It is not possible. It is not possible. So you need to be able to protect your gateways. Don't let the enemy get into your thought. Protect your access with your ear and your eyes. These two things can either destroy you or make you a better person. I'm a salesman. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch AIT. I don't watch channels anymore. Do you know why? Because the economy is bad. I'll tell you why. If you sell a premium product, don't watch all these channels. Because if you go to close a client, they will close you. They will say, ah, can't you see? Dollar is $7.90. I can't buy it today. You know what they're doing? They are transferring the pain to you. And if you are not careful, you will buy into that, they are pain. And then you say, don't worry, I'll come back. But you don't have money to go home. You need to close this deal. And the same person will buy something else with the same money. 
I will never listen to news again. In fact, I can't go to the other land. And people make money from bad news. Are you aware of that? Good news will never trend. If I win 20 souls, you won't know. But if I rape a girl, you will know. But it's true. Because the devil stays on your weakness. And these things affect your output. If you're going to see a client and they say, ah, I have diabetes and it's too much, he's here. Shut them down. Go and do a test and find out what they need. Because sometimes they can elevate their problem more than they have. So your access point is your ear and your eyes. Protect them. That is where the ungodly cancels you from. Where do you hang out? You go to bars and they discuss how strippers worked last night. And you think you go as a married you will not go as a married man. You will sleep over. <laughs> and from sleeping over, your life is changing. And when your life is changing, the simple one million you have, you will spend 300K. If not, they will send you out. And from spending 300K, you will see betting to try. From trying betting, you will meet friends you shouldn't even need in your life. The devil counsels you. And that affects the way you feel blessed. Okay, so let's look at the second point and then look at what it has said. The next one says, blessed is the man who does not sit in the seat of the scornful. The scornful can also mean mockers, people who mock, people who complain. You complain a lot. If there is one thing God hates, it is complain. In fact, Moses was a very good man. He did everything that God wanted him to do, but because he complained, does they complain? God said, come. Can you see that? That's what you've been working for, but you won't get there. How would you feel that I have helped these guys? I did give away, opened the sea, they passed through. With my skill, I went to the mountain. You don't want me to climb a mountain. You have to be fit to climb mountain. You can't be me and like, I will faint. You have to have the energy to climb the mountain to be able to meet with God. A man who has direct access to the king of kings. But God said, man, come, let me show you something. And he felt it was a good news when God called him the blessed man. God said, come, let's take a walk. And he came, he said, can you see? Not the first three, second one. He has orange color by the side. And he saw the exact picture and what these guys who made me sin. You don't understand. It was these guys who made me sin against God, and they will go, and I will die. God, let's discuss this thing. Was he about me or was he about them? So if you complain a lot, you are sinning against God. So even when you avoid the ungodly, avoid where they complain about the economy, it will affect your output. Don't discuss it. It's not your problem. Control what you can. For the economy, you have no contribution. Unless you are the minister for economics. For now, your job is to go to shop and come back. Focus on quality service. Focus. Focus on calling your clients. Focus on if they give you material, deliver in two days. Don't tell stories. Focus on not stealing. Focus on being sincere. 
Forget about things you cannot fix. Petrol is expensive. Do you sell petrol? Do you have a filling station? What's your business? Come out, enter. They will take you, then they will bring you back. Don't con you cannot control those ones. Are you doing anything about it? You cannot. Even if you make 20 million and they add your own to the economy, to not change it. You cannot do anything. Even if you sell your car and give federal government, they cannot pay the debt. So it is not your money that they need. What they need is for you to be diligent. Produce things. Let's export. It will help us in an e-window. Let's sell to the world. Be creative. Think through yourself. Don't bother about things you can't fix. Always tell my wife, I can't fix this one. I will leave it. I will not bother myself. You see electric? I don't go there. I don't. If, no matter how much it is shocking the house, hold on, we'll call the guy to come. I, I cannot. I agree, I'm not man enough. But, see, I cannot do more than myself. Know what you cannot do. Do the things you can and the things you cannot do. Um, what, what again I cannot do? Um, I cannot climb the wall. So I'll pay the guy to come and climb, so I can pay and be alive for my wife. You know, the truth is that apart from all these blessings, there's also an assignment to be alive. See, it is a, it's a core responsibility to be alive. To be alive is not easy. To be alive is not easy because food poisoning has killed more persons than road accidents. If you understand, every food you eat takes away your life if you're not careful. That's the only access to your life. You see your mouth. If you eat a poisoned food, pastor may not raise you because it is intentional. It is God does not reverse intentional things most times. I think was it Paul or who said, I have an ailment. God said, leave this one. Let's not deal with this. It's not why we're here. Are you getting my point? You need to do your part to be alive because if you're a father and you die before you raise your son, you failed. Let the forces kill you. Don't, don't kill yourself by yourself. Do what you can and let life align by itself. Know what you cannot do. Go and make money. If you cannot afford to change the gas, call the guy, pay him. Let him go and change it. Stay with your wife and be alive for your children. Raise a better man. I've said two things. Number one, do not stay in the godly. And number two, please do not complain. God takes complaints seriously. He takes seriously. And that is why anytime my wife, I complain, no, I won't lie to you. This feels like judgment to me. If you ask me money beyond my threshold, we'll discuss about it. Because you are moving the limit. But I realized, one of my mentors said, if you discuss about your lack, you attract such forces. Life is about forces. So as a blessed man, are you really doing all these standards? Who are your friends? Who mentors you? Who do you hang out with? What kind of conversations do you have? Because if you allow the enemy access into your life, you would lose your life. Okay, so now let's look at what the God has said in Psalm 128 and, um, and look at who is qualified to be blessed. Psalm 128, please. Okay, Psalm 128 said, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. It has to be in God's ways for you to be blessed. So today, you cannot really be blessed if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. 
So the very first thing you need to do this morning as a father, because most times we think we know God. You don't know God. You have not given your life to Christ. Leave what you're doing. Be sincere to yourself. When pastor calls for altar call, people think because I've been coming to church, I've given my life. You have not. We need to publicly profess your love for Jesus. He didn't hide his love for us. He went as far as God got that to show the love. We don't know what it means. That you love someone and you are showing. It's called PDA. Jesus gave us a public display of affection. He said, in fact, he discussed with the father in private. He didn't even let us know the pain. He said, if it's possible, can we transact this in another way? Can I just sleep and not wake up? So these guys do not know that this is what happened. But at a point, when he heard the father, because most times when we come to church, we come to instruct God. Father, this week. It is... I think in the conference, I also learned in the God that it's not about us in the conference, it's about God's will. It's not, God is using us to do something, not you to use God. It's about God, it's not about us. The Bible said he created the world. He brought us to manage. He didn't bring us to do giveaway for us. So as long as it's not his will, he doesn't care. So when you come to church, we come to instruct God, Father, this week, I attract 15 million. With what? <laughs> You need to know what you're bringing for God to do this thing. So, if you are not bringing the values, or you're bringing what God has said, it won't work. Even God said, bring forth your strong arguments. It's an argument. To win is an argument. You have to have your fact. In business, you deal with numbers. You don't bring us, okay, I'm going to sell 15 packets of flour. From where to who? Who will buy it? You need to make an appearance and also be sure how you're going to do your numbers. That is why we do lead. Every business needs a lead to work. So there are principles. There are, when you come to God, pay attention to what he's saying. That is why when Jesus prayed to the Father, he said, can this cup pass? To me, I will say he has heard, I will go home. But Jesus prayed and heard the Father say, this one cannot go. Finish this task and come back, boy. And that was the toughest time of his life. So for you to be blessed, you need to understand that any process you're going through right now is part of the blessing. And you need to stay strong. Stay strong. Go back to school if you can. Go and learn. Don't blame God for things you've not done. Go and learn a skill. See, go and learn. Don't beg people to work for them for free. Go and learn. I told my wife, I said, it's not about owning a business. Have you learned how to run a business? Who taught you? Go and learn. Fold your ego, remove your suit. You don't have money, we know you. Don't pretend. Let people respect you for who you are. Don't put up an image you're not. I don't have money, you know, help me. I need to know how to have money because you've been there. Teach me how to be a good son. Walk my hand through the path. Teach me how to be faithful. See. Some of us, what is keeping our blessing is ego. Ah, me, I can't let them know. I don't have, but you won't let them know. You are hungry and you are dying. Leave what you know right now and go back to the square. It is a lot to provide. And as a man, you need to have all the tools to show your blessing. Don't fail us. There are few men who are godly. We need to add to the numbers. If I am the richest man in Africa right now. I won't let us be here. The work of God will be sweeter. 
If you also own the billions, pastor won't be here. We will establish the kingdom of God everywhere in the world because it's a blessing to be here. You don't know how it feels to be in grace, man. I know what it feels to be in grace, man. So we need the influence. We need the power. We need the blessing to give to the world. If I put a scholarship here today, I'm giving scholarship to 1,000 students. We have an overflow outside. We'll attract them. Most of the guys who came to listen to Jesus came for the giveaway, the 5,000. Because there's always been 10 persons that came for the preaching. Others came for free food. There's one guy in the land. We need to find a way to eat. So they heard there's a miracle going on. And they came because this guy can turn water to wine. And that way he went to. That means this one. It could be small chops. So <laughs> let's go there. Who knows? You know, for some women. You know. And then for some women that are looking for a husband, so they have to show up. There could be a husband there if you don't know. So you show up. It could be your turn this week. So he's in Galilee. Let's go to Galilee. You could be there. So it could just be a few persons. But Jesus was able to attract them because he had the blessing of God. This is like a call to action every man here. Please stand up to your responsibility. Let us go and win over the world to Jesus. In our place of work, do what is right. Do not complain. Do not complain. Control what you can. What can you control? Do your work. Don't gossip. Focus on your desk. Don't backbite. This is happening in the office and it's from Christians. Focus on the things you can and attract people to the glory of God. And when we do this, we really feel blessed. Because blessing has to do with peace of mind. Contentment contentment because it is greed that makes us go to the world of the sinful you have corolla you want uh, a gun, and you're not working hard you want the faster way they will show you the way and then we will not be there to compensate you when it happens so for us to be able to attract good things in our life we need to stand up to our responsibility protect our family provide for them be a good role model to your son teach them these principles don't fail, because God will judge us. It is our responsibility to protect and to provide. Women are here to support us. That is why we allow them. Take 40 Mother Sunday. Take it. Take more if you want more. Mother Sunday. Do next week. We'll come and support you. That's why we are here, to support you to succeed, because we are responsible for their well-being. We shouldn't drag things with them. So as a blessed man this morning, ask yourself, am I sitting in the seat of the scornful Am I working in the world of the ungodly? Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibesan podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Show on Instagram at Show or Shibesan or at Grace Made NG.